0: I make visits to a number of hospitals fairly regularly, and one of them that I visit is St. Mary's up in Madison, and their slogan always strikes me. The healing power of presence. What they mean by that is that while medicine is vital, perhaps just as important are the people who provide the care. They're not the only place with a slogan like that. Perhaps you've heard at other Uh, Places and and times in your life phrases like the the power of prayer or the power of touch or simply that the power of healing These are these are good things and yet some Christians will take these ideas or catchphrases a little too far and 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 dismiss modern medicine because in their minds that all they need is prayer or all they need is God But they've forgotten that God actually does work through means. He works through people and he works through medicine to provide healing, to provide care. But I think we know that. Where we struggle the most, perhaps, is what happens when it seems God doesn't work. A doctor will recommend to you that you take a certain medication for a period of time, or that you stay away from certain foods, or you get on a, a certain exercise routine. And by following all the doctor's orders, things hopefully and should go well for you. What if they don't? Sometimes, even if you do exactly what the doctor says, maybe things still don't get better. Maybe despite all explanation, things get worse. Maybe your body breaks down simply as a result of living in a sinful, corrupt world where death is the reality that was never meant to be. And who among us hasn't wished, even recently, for things to be different? If only Hurricane Dorian would have gone a different course. If only the test results would have come back differently. If only the med- medications would have helped. If only I weren't the person I am with the weaknesses and sins that I have. If only I could go back and make different decisions. None of us, not a single one, lives a life untouched by sin and brokenness and death. We suffer under the weight and consequences of our own sins and and then piling on top of it the sins of others, guilt from within and persecution and suffering from without. We are desperate for relief, desperate for God to deliver us from that seemingly unending parade of sorrow and trouble that knocks us down. We cry out with David in the words of Psalm 70, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. We are desperate for healing. We should be able to patiently and prayerfully endure our crosses and temptations without complaining against God. We should be able to sit quietly and hopefully in our hospital beds, trusting in God's promises. We should be able to joyfully confess Christ to our unbelieving neighbors and endure their scorn we should be able to bring up our children up in the fear and the knowledge of the Lord, both here at home and here at church, despite all the other things going on in our lives. But we can't. We hurt. We're in pain. We are overwhelmed and beaten down by our enemies. And we all wanted to stop now. Make haste. Hurry, God, because we can't take it anymore. To baptize children of God, your Father hears your cries. Deliverance is what God promises, and that is exactly what He will bring. Your suffering will not be forever. Sorrow is not what God intended you for. Chaos will give way to order. Sickness will give way to health. Tears of sorrow will give way to shouts of joy. Deafness will give way to hearing. Blindness will give way to sight. Cancer will give way to remission. Flooded streets will give way to ground. Riots and rest will give way to peace. The wicked who seem to rule the world will be brought to nothing. And your faith in Christ will be vindicated. Temptation and death itself will no longer have any power over you. Your enemies will be, all be, be cut off for eternity. And you will look upon them in triumph. This is what Jesus does. He turns sin and death on their heads. And he destroys the works of the devil. He comes to glorify the name of God. By exalting the very things the world despises. Weakness. Humility. Humility foolishness, sickness, and yes, even death itself. Taking the form of a servant, Christ has redeemed us from all of our enemies by offering his own blood in death. By death, Jesus has destroyed death. Your prayer for deliverance has been answered by that word of God which Satan can never forget and which you should remind him of daily. It is finished. That word means that guilt, Satan, not even death itself, can bring you to ruin because they have met their end in Christ. You are baptized. The power of word combined with water is your defense. And more than just protecting and defending you, Jesus promises to bless you through your afflictions. The deaf and the mute man was brought to faith and confessed Christ after Jesus used his physical brokenness as an opportunity to to manifest the work of God. But how long had he been afflicted? How often do you think that man looked toward heaven and groaned and sighed begging for relief and healing. The Lord heard him, who could not speak, just as he always hears the cries of those who are in need. And the Lord delivered him, but from something far more serious and far more debilitating than his inability to hear or speak. He delivered him from sin and death. Not only was that man made to hear and speak, but he now believed Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus answered the prayer of the man but the man didn't even know how to pray. In the same way that he healed the man's ears that didn't even know how to hear. Jesus' word, his speech, did something to a man who could not hear that speech. The man's deaf ears responded to the word of God even before they could hear. This is the power of word, God's word. It's for this reason, this power that we confess in the third article of the Creed that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified me, and kept me in the true faith. The word creates faith. It's not my experience of it. We were spiritually deaf. We could not experience it. It was the word itself that created faith. This is the reason we emphasize Christian education. And the hearing of God's Word, you can't expect to have a spiritually healthy life if you cut yourself off from your very source of medicine and source of life. But sometimes, even following the good doctor's orders or your pastor's, even that may not keep sin, death, or the devil away. Sometimes, even if you brought your children up in the fear and wisdom of the Lord, sometimes they still fall away. Sometimes the devil manages to drive a a wedge between you and somebody else, even here at church. Sometimes sin happens. Sometimes death happens. No matter how hard we work, we still live in a corrupt world and our spiritual health and our children's. Will never be 100%. But thank God the power is in the Word. And that Word says this You are forgiven. The Word says this You are baptized, and Christ has given you a clean conscience. That word says the true body and blood of Christ will strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. That word says, behold, I am coming soon. The miracles that we heard today are only a foretaste of what Christ came to do. They are evidence that Christ has come to overcome sin and death and hell, the cause of all suffering. Because these miracles are rooted, they are hinged on the fact that Jesus will die on the cross and redeem and restore the entire world. And in the cross, Jesus has taken on himself the uncleannesses, the sicknesses, the impediments, the sufferings for the entire world. When the Bible talks about Jesus restoring creation, it doesn't just mean restoring our souls to God, although that's first and foremost. It means that everything will be restored our sick bodies, our tired minds, our depressed spirits, our crushed consciences, our broken relationships, everything will be restored. Or as Isaiah says, the deaf will hear the words from a book, and out of gloom and darkness the eyes of the blind will see. The humble will rejoice in the Lord once again, and the poor will delight in the Holy One of Israel." when we just want relief and healing from the symptoms, Jesus goes straight for the root. God is certainly making haste to deliver you in the best way possible for you at the right time. The day is coming when your Lord will return in all his glory with all his saints and you will enjoy that eternal deliverance and everlasting health. Until then, he's not left you without medicine. The power is in the Word. And he combines his word and promise with bread and wine. This very body and blood, because it is the same body and blood that was shed on the cross, continues to take upon himself your infirmities and your weaknesses and your cares, even today. Martin Luther once said of the Lord's Supper, he said that we should regard it as a pure, wholesome, soothing medicine that aids you and gives life in both soul and body. Then he said this, for where the soul is healed, the body is helped as well. For the soul is healed, the body is helped as well. The power of the word combined with bread and wine is your strength. So make haste this day to the feast of your deliverance, Here is the answer to your prayer. Here is the overthrowing of your enemies. Here is your vindication, and here is your healing. Jesus Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore, Amen.